Well, as I said earlier, what a joy it is to have you along celebrating uh, with us tonight uh, the, uh, the Christ child being born. We, we're doing a series, we've been doing a series leading up to Christmas, calling, uh, a series called uh, Hope Has Come. And so I'm wondering tonight, for you, what is your Christmas wish? I mean, take away the stuff that you might want, because there's plenty of stuff that we could want. But what is, the, what is your real wish? What is the, your real desire of your heart this Christmas? If you could pray a prayer to God and God could answer it in a moment when you woke up on Christmas Day, what would it be? What would be the depths of your asking? Beyond the staff, what is it in your heart that you would ask that seems improbable, impossible, immovable? What is it in your life that if God was real, and these things that we talk about tonight are real, that God could somehow impact your life, what would it be? What would be your Christmas prayer? Your Christmas wish? Because we believe in this place that Jesus changes everything. We believe that Jesus coming to this world and living as a man, dying for our sins, resurrecting again into new life changes everything. And it brings the hope and the joy that we so desperately need. Because as Jeff prayed about in the prayers for others, this world needs hope. It, it seems broken to me. I don't know about you. It doesn't matter how technologically advanced we get, we somehow still find ourselves in a system of brokenness, a system of being trapped, a system of endless cycles of doing what we don't want to do. This world needs hope. And that's why I think so many Christmas movies talk about people losing the spirit of Christmas. That's why I think there's so many Christmas movies where there is someone who has lost hope and all they need is somehow some magic dust over them and, and, and enter into a, a joy and a hope again of a new world. Because there's something deep inside of us that knows that we need hope. There is something missing and there's potentially something missing deep within us. And we're going to explore a, a scripture, a couple of scriptures tonight, but a scripture particularly that outlines uh, this, this, this need for hope, this, this desire for something new. And it comes from Isaiah, and this is a prophecy uh, that we, uh, we um, uh, put to Jesus' uh, coming. And it's from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 to 7. It says, The people walking in darkness, people devoid of hope, People who are trapped, people who are in endless cycles of destruction. 
those people are the ones who are going to see a great light. On those living in the land, deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have, uh, you have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They'll rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice at the dividing of plunder. There's a lot of rejoicing when the light comes. For in this day, the Midian's defeat, you will uh, shatter the yoke that burdens them and the bar across their shoulder and, and the rod of their impressions. Burdens will be lifted. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning. It will not be used anymore. It will be fuel for the fire. For out unto us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. For the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, everlasting and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Now, in case you thought I was smart, I was reading it from the television screen down the back. So here we have a a, a Bible passage that talks about the fact that our world is in darkness. That hope seems to be devoid, that there seems to be a, a, a lack of any light. And into this situation, God makes a promise to send a child, his son, And through his son, he will change absolutely everything. And this is who we believe Jesus is. The one who brings the light to the darkness. The one who brings the light to your darkness. The one who brings the light to your circle of destruction. The one who brings the light to our issues and our struggles. This is the baby in the manger that we worship. And we have a hope as the people of God in Jesus and that he changes everything. And what I love about this story is that God doesn't start large, but he starts small. He doesn't start with trumpets and fanfare. He starts with a baby, not with a ruler. He doesn't start with a palace, but he starts with a stable. He doesn't start with an extravagant nature, but he starts with humility. I love the fact that God, when he's doing something and breeding something new within us, he always starts small. So if this Christmas you are in the need for more hope, that You desire that things be different in your life. Our message to you that hope has come in Jesus. But that hope will start small. It won't start in a big fanfare. There won't be uh, neon lights on your lawn. 
There won't be big flashes of uh, writing in the sky saying, Barry, here I am, look at me. It starts small with the baby in the manger. And for you, if you're in need of this hope, you're in need of this Jesus that we're talking about, you're in need of this baby in the, aunt, in the manger, it's going to take some small steps that you're going to have to walk along to find your hope. So I want to encourage you tonight that there are some steps that you can take because God starts small. I want to encourage you to look at it in small steps. Step number one is this. Step number one is the idea of Jesus. The shepherds in the story that we saw on the video had no idea that Jesus was here. No idea whatsoever until the angels came and proclaimed it and told them and said, the one that you've been looking for is here. They had no idea. And maybe you don't have any idea about who Jesus is and what Jesus can do for you. I know that when I was a young man, I had no idea. I grew up in a family that didn't go to church. God wasn't mentioned in my home. I had no idea until I met a crazy bunch of people who took God seriously, who loved God, who prayed to God, who expected God to do things in their life and followed the leading of God. And when I saw it, then I had an idea. Didn't understand it. Sometimes I thought they were a little bit crazy. But they gave me an idea. The shepherds had no idea until the angels came, freaked them out and said, here is the idea. The one that we've been waiting for has been born. And maybe tonight your first step is being open to the idea that Jesus is real. And that Jesus can bring you hope. And that Jesus can change everything. Maybe tonight your small step is acknowledging the idea of Jesus. Step number two is the promise of Jesus. The Bible reading that we read from Isaiah is the promise of the one who will come. It is the idea that we've got to step into uh, uh, being willing to believe that Jesus can do what he promises he can do. That Jesus quite possibly can change your life, break you out of the cycle of destruction, bring light into your darkness. Just maybe, just maybe Jesus can do what he says he can do. We see the shepherds, they knew about the story of the Messiah. They heard the angel proclaim it, but they, yet they still had to step into the promise by walking and seeking out what God had for them. They had to leave their flocks and, and go into the town and find this baby. And likewise, when I was exploring what faith looked like to me, 
I had to open up to the understanding that, that God, not only was God real, but God had a plan and a purpose and, and God had a promise for my life. And I had to wrestle about whether I wanted to enter into that promise or not. And maybe tonight, your next step is that you know that Jesus is, is there and you're, you're okay with the, the idea of it, but maybe you need to step into the promise of it. The promise that Jesus can change everything. The promise that Jesus will bring light into the darkness. The promise that God wants to heal and restore and renew. The third step is the manger of Jesus. There comes a time in all of our lives where we need to make a decision about whether we're going to step before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and do life his way or our way. And as the shepherds came and they presented themselves before uh, Jesus, they had a choice about whether they were going to accept that he is the Messiah or not. And maybe the step that you need to take tonight is a step of going, okay, I understand that Jesus is real. I understand that he wants the best for me, but now I'm going to step into the manger and I'm going to accept that he is the Son of God and he has come to redeem me and save me and renew me. And when I was a young boy of 17, I call it a boy now because I'm a bit older, When I was a a young man, I had that decision to make. And as I came and I stood before Jesus and said, you know what, Jesus, I am sick of doing life my way. I'm going to give your way a go. I'm all in. I'm boots and all. I fell to my knees before the manger and I said, God, have your way in me. And maybe your step tonight is is that you've got to do that. And to let this hope come, this light come, this joy come that God so freely wants to give you. Maybe you need to come to Jesus in the manger. And lastly, the last step is that is the life of Jesus. Have you ever thought about the shepherds after they've been to see Jesus, would have been an awesome thing. The scripture says they praise God. That's annoying me. Uh, they praise God. Uh, they went away in awe. They told everybody that they knew about it. But you ever thought about what they did after that? I don't know about you, but when I put myself in their shoes, I say to myself, I would have my ear to the ground. I'll be looking for this person that I just saw as a baby. I'm going I'm to watch and see who he grows into, who he's, what his life becomes. And I can imagine them as old men looking back and seeing Jesus come and heal the sick and raise the dead and cast out demons and, and, and proclaim justice and have mercy And I can just see them going, that is the baby that we saw. And they had to enter into the life of Jesus. Not just the idea, not just the promise, 
not just coming before Jesus, but giving your whole life over to him to do what he does, to live how he lived. And as I've walked with Jesus for many decades now, I've seen Jesus heal the deepest parts of my life. I've seen God move in circumstances that I could never believe could be fixed. I've seen God do a work inside of me as I've laid down what I think is the way and I've gone His way. Maybe tonight, tonight, maybe you've grown up in church, maybe this is your first time here and you've known about Jesus and you know the idea, you know the promise, you've given yourself to the baby but now you've got to live the life maybe your step tonight is going I know Jesus I've put you to the side but I'm going to enthrone you again as king and I'm not going to just do life my way but I'm going to do it your way following your spirit's call walking the way that you have me to walk Jesus starts small and grows and grows into the light of the world that takes away all sin and brings hope and restoration to all people. And you, brothers and sisters, are here tonight because God wants you to be here. You're here either because someone's invited you or you're a part of this fellowship or You've just wandered in on the street, but God's got you here for a reason. Because he wants you to take a step of faith into a new hope. He wants you to realize that he's real. He wants to realize that you need to lay down your life before him if you're ever going to experience the hope and the joy. He wants you to to give up your way and follow him. This is the child that Isaiah talks about. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Wonderful counselor, Prince of Peace. This is the God that we worship. This is the God that asks us to lay down our lives and to follow him. This is the God that we celebrate. And so tonight, I want you uh, to stand with me if you're able. And you know what's going on in your heart. I don't. But I know that there are some people in this room whose hearts are beating out of their chest because they know that they want to be in a different place with God than what they are. And there are some of you that knows that that you just need to take a little step. So I'm going to ask you to take a step tonight. So I'd love you to close your eyes so that you don't look around at people around you. 
And if you just want to say, Jesus, I want to take the next step with you. All I ask you to do is hold out your hands in front of you as a sign. A sign to yourself, a sign to God, a step of faith. To say, God, I I want something different. I need your hope. I need to break myself out of this brokenness that I feel myself in. So just now hold out your hands in front of you. And we're simply going to pray and ask God to do a work. Let's pray. Loving God, I thank you that you start small in us. And I pray for everyone in this room, Lord, who is making a step of faith tonight. For those who are just saying, yeah, I I just want to explore Jesus more. To those who are saying, Lord, I need to lay down my life and follow you. So Holy Spirit, come right now. Minister to our hearts. Renew us and rekindle our joy of our salvation. So we thank you, Lord, and ask that your blessing will come. In Jesus' name. Amen. Stay standing. We're going to sing.